At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, the podcast that explores the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. Wastelanders and Vault Dwellers, welcome to 2024. We are in the future. Actually, we're always in the present, but it feels like we're in the future because it's a new year. This episode, I had a combination of ideas. A few different things had crossed my mind. I've been going around in my brain trying to figure out, okay, what do I want to cover this year? And I think I'm going to get to some more lore focused topics. Of course, it's a lore cast. But before I do that, I've got kind of this combo idea for this episode. It's a combination of things. First of all, I came across a post on Reddit, which I thought was particularly interesting and wanted to discuss with you all, with the community. I want to get your take on this because this post is a very hot take and I don't know that I absolutely agree with it, but I get kind of some of what they're saying. So I want to pitch this. I want to go over it. And then in the second half of the episode, I want to give you the listener especially if you're coming from the future from even beyond now where the fallout TV show has come out and you're wondering, okay, how do I get into these games? I want to give you what I think is maybe another hot take about the best order in which to play the fallout games. So that's on the schedule for today's episode. And I'm so glad that you're joining me. All right, let's get into it. So as promised, this is a post on Reddit. This is by user Protector Cleric on the Fallout TV show subreddit. This isn't the regular Fallout Reddit. This isn't the Fallout lore subreddit. This is Fallout TV show. So you know where this is going right from the beginning. This is the hot take here. I'm going to read it and then we're going to pick this apart and we're going to see what we think. It says hot take. This is the title, Hot Take, colon, I don't care about the lore. So right off the bat, it got my attention. I was like, what? You don't care about the lore for a Fallout TV show? That's all anybody I've seen on the internet talk about with the Fallout TV show, for the most part, is are the NCR going to be in it? How are they going to reconcile this with the events of Fallout 3 in New Vegas? How are they going to, like, all the lore conversation around the Fallout TV show? But now we have a post where somebody's like, I don't care. I don't care about the lore. All right, here we go. Before you tell me, (laughs) sorry, before you tell me degenerates like me belong on a cross, this is the way this starts. 
I'm a nerd like everyone else. I've played both Fallout New Vegas and Fallout 4, and the latter is my favorite video game of all time. That's why I'm here. Interesting way to start this out. Notice that he he puts himself in the club. If you aren't aware of the way the internet works, the majority of the very loud Fallout fans on the internet are in the Fallout New Vegas is the best Fallout game camp, period. That's the loudest contingency. I don't know necessarily that it's the totally largest group because most Fallout players have played Fallout 4, have not played Fallout New Vegas, but it's the loudest on the internet. Uh, From this first paragraph, this person is putting themselves in the camp of, I played New Vegas, but I like Fallout 4 better, which among those people is kind of a cardinal sin. Moving on. That said, at its heart, Fallout is an aesthetic and set of themes. Retro-futurist Americana, dark, funny, and darkly funny. A colorful pistache of 50s nationalism. And that's a great backdrop for storytelling. The kind of nerd-themed prestige TV that Game of Thrones was before it crashed. All right, let's take on this next paragraph. So they're setting this up, right? They're saying this is what Fallout is. It is an aesthetic and a set of themes. I would agree. Fallout is an aesthetic and a set of themes. Those themes can include retro futurist Americana. Absolutely. There's nothing to argue with that point. Dark. Yes. Funny. Yes. Darkly funny. Absolutely. A colorful pistache. 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 Of 50s nationalism. Yes. Absolutely. Period. There are other themes, but they don't list them here. And that's a great backdrop for storytelling. Absolutely. Yes. And then makes a claim about Game of Thrones, which, sure, yeah, Game of Thrones was better before the end of the series, and it kind of fell apart. Okay, so this is the core of what they glom to, let's use that word, glom to, when thinking about Fallout, when enjoying Fallout. For them, it is primarily an aesthetic and a set of themes. Next paragraph. That's what I want. Great writing, great acting, and great stories. And if a vault dweller has one eye or the BOS goes too far, I don't give a expletive. It's campy, it's pulpy, it's fallout, more fallout, I'd say, than following the lore to a T. Because fallout isn't a real world. It's pure awesome style in (laughs) italicized type right there. And as long as the story holds together, it can eat a few dents to the world building. That's a weird way to say that, but I get what you're saying. After all, war never changes. Okay, so let's unpack the end of this. That's what I want. Great writing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want great writing. Great acting. Yes, absolutely. And great stories. Notice stories and writing are separate. Uh, I would consider stories to be a subset of the writing, but sure. Yeah, I want, I want great stories as well. I want 
interesting, well-crafted stories in a very interesting post-apocalyptic retro-futurist Americana world with a 50s nationalism that's dark and funny and darkly funny. Yes, all of that. Absolutely. I am in agreement about all of that. And if a vault dweller has one eye or the Brotherhood of Steel goes too far, I don't really care. It's basically what he's saying. Okay. That's I'm I'm on I'm on board with that. I'm so I am of the camp that if the story in the Fallout TV show includes elements that we have not seen before that we wouldn't necessarily predict, I'm okay with that. In fact, to me, that's almost more interesting than getting a TV show that plays off of the same kinds of stories exactly the same way that they were in the games. That's boring. Imagine getting a game series where every game is basically the same story retold all over again. That gets predictable. That's super boring. Many types of games and shows struggle with this. How do you do more Star Wars when you've already done so much Star Wars? Well, you have to do something different. They do something different, the fan base gets upset. You do something too similar, the fan base gets upset, right? So you have to kind of tread this middle ground of new content, new ideas, and sometimes things that most people wouldn't predict in order to create a story that is still new, but still grounded in the current existing story. And I think that's where I'm going with my perspective on this. And just a reminder, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this on the Robots Radio Discord. Jump in, head to the Fallout Lorecast sub channel section, whatever it's called, and share your some of your thoughts. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. They go on, though. Uh, it's campy. It's pulpy. It's fallout. Yes. OK, so I, uh, those are some more elements that were not mentioned in the previous paragraph. I want it to be campy. There needs to be some camp because that's part of fallout. It's pulpy. Yes. I, I mean, yes, absolutely. If it wasn't pulpy, then we wouldn't have a lot of the elements that we love about the fallout games. Absolutely. It's fallout. More fallout, I say, than following the lore to a T because fallout isn't the real world and it's pure awesome style. As long as the story holds together, we can eat a few dents to the world building. Okay. So I think this is where this perspective really comes together. And I think this is the crux of their argument is it's not that we want to get rid or this, this person wants to get rid of the lore altogether. It's not that they're going, well, we should just ignore the lore and the way that the stories have worked before, who these important characters are, who the important factions are, maybe villains that might show back up again, anything like that. It's not so much that it's that they're willing. Uh, they have a level of what's the word? Um, you know, when you're making things, when you're manufacturing things, there's a level of tolerance in, say, the width of a of a screw or whatever. Right. Like as long as you're within a certain range of tolerance, then the screw still works. It's still a screw. It just may not be exactly the same as the screw that came off the conveyor belt before it. That's what they're saying here. They're saying if 
they dent up the lore a little bit, if they neglect some things, if they forget some things, if there are some bits that most people would be up in arms about because they're like, well, actually, there's no way the Brotherhood would be there right there because according to the lore, this is what's happening at this point. Like if they let go of some of that for the benefit of writing a better story in an awesome world that has style, aesthetic, that fits the Fallout thing, then they're cool with it. They're okay with that. Now, what do you think about that? Because there's part of me, and I've gone through this a few times in some of the shows that I've done, The Witcher Lorecast, which I was, I did for a few years, I've handed that off to some other hosts, went through that. We had the books and the games already, and then the show came out. And the show didn't exactly stick to the books. It did a little bit more than just dent the world building, according to the way this post is phrased. It definitely went off the tracks in some some major ways that I think were not beneficial to telling a better story. That is a problem. Had they dented up the lore a little bit in order to tell a better story? I have to think about that. Would I have enjoyed that? Maybe. Maybe I would have. Another show that I do, the Lord of the Rings Lorecast, had a similar thing. I started the podcast before the Rings of Power show debuted on Amazon. Knowing the books, knowing the movies, and understanding that some of the movies definitely dented the lore a little bit in order to tell a different and potentially better story. But what would this TV show do? And my answer to that was basically the same thing that this person said here. If you take Peter Jackson's films of the Lord of the Rings, they are not 100% lore accurate to the detail. They make changes in order to turn that story into something that works better on a big screen. And that's not exactly what's happening here. We're not getting Fallout 3 writ large in a TV show. We are getting an extension of the story. But I think the analogy still holds, even though they're not exactly the same thing. In the case of the Lord of the Rings movies, they're actually better because of it. Some of the time. Sometimes they make decisions that I'm like, eh, they probably could have stuck to the book with that. That probably would have been fine. But I think in that specific case, you have what this author is putting forward. You have a case where the movies stuck to the aesthetic. They stuck to the themes for the most part. And they focused on good writing, good acting, and really cool sets and, and, and gear and the things in, that they were wearing, the creatures, all of that, in order to create a movie that was actually more enjoyable than probably something that would have been had they stuck directly to the lore. Now, as a lore-focused individual, I would still love to see a high-quality, absolutely st sticking right to the story kind of representation on film, but I understand that that's never possible. That never works. 
nobody ever does that because it it works for the people who are hardcore into the lore and understand the story and have been there before but for new viewers it changes the pace the pace of a film or a tv show all of that is different than the pace of a book and they don't translate directly one to another there has to be some translation something has to give so i get that now I'm not going to say that every single instance of this in the Lord of the Rings universe works either. I think they probably went too far with The Hobbit. I think most people agree with that. There are things in The Hobbit that I'm like, well, I get that they included, say, stuff from outside the actual book, The Hobbit, the the greater lore about what was going on with Gandalf when he disappeared and went away somewhere else and what was going on with the necromancer in the forest. Like, I get that there. They expanded the story out. I don't have a problem with that, but there are definitely ways that they tried to tell the story of The Hobbit by denting the world building a little bit that feel heavy handed that don't necessarily lend to it being a better film in my perspective. So there's a boundary there and it's hard to say what that line actually is because I don't think you really know until you sit back and watch the movie or the show and go, Oh, did this work? Did this not work? And the movie makers thought that that worked. Let's talk about the rings of power. The rings of power is slightly different. It's a little bit more similar to the fallout TV show because they're not just retelling a story that was told, although much of that story exists in the Silmarillion and some of these other books, but really they're filling in a gap, a hole. They're taking some broad brush strokes that were mentioned in those works and expanding on them. It's kind of like uh, giving an AI image generator a really unfocused blobby picture and then saying, okay, turn this into a you know, an elf lady drinking wine at a table, right? And it gives you something that looks like an elf lady drinking wine at a table, but it made a whole bunch of crap up with the blurry blob that was there in order to actually do that. So in that case, I feel like that's more similar to the Fallout TV show. And with the Rings of Power TV show, I feel like they stuck to the spirit of the lore, but they definitely added some details and things in different ways than I would have expected. And with that TV show, many people have different opinions. Some people really like it. Some people felt like it it was tedious and a little bit too slow. Some people felt like it broke the lore too much. And I get that. So ultimately, this comes down to the question of, is it worth breaking the lore a little bit or how much in order to get a better show in order to get even just a show or a movie that works at all or is this the sort of thing where in the case of the fallout tv show we shouldn't have to expect that at all and i have a feeling that the majority of fallout fans will say no just stick to the lore just keep it the same there's no need to do that and maybe that is the case let me know what you think I am so excited about our sponsor this week, Marvel Strike Force. I freaking love Marvel Comics. Growing up, I collected comics and the trading cards, and I've seen 
pretty much every Marvel movie they've made so far. So if you're into Marvel like I am, go check out Marvel Strike Force. This is a mobile squad RPG. You can collect and unlock all the different heroes. You fight against supervillains. There's a campaign. There's a blitz mode. There's an arena. There's a constantly evolving meta. And right now they're celebrating the Deadpool anniversary event. This is a mission from Strike, where you log in the first time and you unlock this generous gift containing character shards, an anniversary diamond orb, gear, a bunch of other items. It is absolutely the right time to jump in and try this game out. Click the link in the show notes to download it now and then use the promo code MAXPOOL, M-A-X-P-O-O-L, MAXPOOL. Don't miss out on all the free stuff and thanks again to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. All right, it's a new year, and it is the middle of the show, the first middle of the show, 2024. Welcome to the show. If you're tuning in for the first time, I'm Tom or Robots. I've been doing this a long time. There's lots of episodes. Go check them out. Also, thank you to everybody who supports this show on Patreon, patreon.com slash lorecast. We shouted out a bunch of new people last week. We don't have as many this week. In fact, we don't have any other new people at all, but we do have our tier five patrons who get shout outs every week, including Germinator and Sky R. Thank you so much for your support. And I put this off last week. We, I, I mentioned that we had a few reviews that came in. And so we've got three new ones that came in. I'm going to read these out. And as a reminder, if you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, even if you don't listen on there, as long as you have an account, you can leave a five-star review. I'll read out your words on a future show. This first one comes from Nukahead77 in the United States who writes, Game Changer, hello, I just wanted to say that my experience with Fallout all started with the release of Fallout 3, which was my first ever RPG. And I have to say, it definitely changed my life. Now I have played 3, New Vegas, and 4, and I appreciate it so much to be able to listen to your show and learn even more. Thank you so much. Please never stop. Thanks, Nukahead. This one comes from Johnny the Sprinter in Great Britain who writes, How has it took four years? I'm only 20 episodes in back when it was released in 2019. I've always loved the lore of Fallout after watching Oxhorn for a few years. I had no idea there was a podcast I could listen to the lore of Fallout and also listening to the host with an enjoyable voice, which I've found to be rare. Can't wait to catch up to the newest episodes. Please keep going, robots. Love from Scotland. Well, thanks, Johnny. I appreciate that as well. I'm glad you found the show. And then this one from Antoine. 222 in Great Britain, who writes, not enough stars to leave a suitable review. Fallout is without a doubt my favorite video game franchise. I've been a fan since Fallout 3, picking this game up in my early teens and delving into the wild wasteland. This podcast is by far the best thing I have listened to in a great number of years. The knowledge and delivery is outstanding. If you have a Fallout itch to scratch, ditch Fallout Wiki and head over to Robots. I've managed to catch up on all five years of lore. Wow, Antoine, that's amazing. Thank you so much for those reviews, and thank you for being here. Let's move on with the rest of the show. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. All right, make sure you join us on the Discord. Let me know your thoughts about this whole lore TV show thing. I have a feeling how most people will feel, but I'm curious. All right, on to the final and second part of this episode. So right now, I'm going to give you what I think is the best order in which to play the Fallout games if you've never played them before. If you are somebody just getting into the series, if you're somebody just tuning into this episode because you've been watching the Fallout TV show a few months from now, this is the best order. 
and I think it's going to surprise many of you. This is another hot take. The first game you should play when playing Fallout for the first time is Fallout Shelter. What? Yes, Fallout Shelter. Why is that? Because millions of people have played Fallout Shelter and because it gets you into the world, gets you into that aesthetic, gets you into a setting, understanding how a vault works, understanding a little bit about the wasteland, being able to understand some about the weapons and the armor that you can get. But here's the real thing. I have some friends. I have one of my best friends from college got married. His wife and I have been friends as well for a very long time, going on 20 years now. And she is not a gamer. She's an interesting person. She enjoys really interesting TV shows and books. She thinks deeply about these kinds of topics, but she's not a gamer. She didn't grow up in a household with a console or a PC. She's somebody who thinks that generally gaming is a little bit eh, until they had children and they realized that, oh, they can play games with their kids. And then she opened up to the idea. Well, we don't get to see these friends very often. And a few years ago, we got back together and started talking again. And she was asking what was going on. And I mentioned that I do this show and she's like, Fallout, like, like the game. And I was like, yeah, like, yes, I was very surprised. She was like, yeah, I play that game. And I was like, what? Yeah, on my phone. I was like, oh, you play Fallout Shelter. She has put hundreds of hours into Fallout Shelter because it's the kind of game that she can get into because it's on a device she already owns. It's something she can do in her spare time and she finds it extremely interesting. She gets to run a vault and she gets to be in this world that is so interesting. So I would recommend if you are just dipping your toe in this world, play Fallout Shelter first. And then, if you want more, move on to the second game on my list. And again, this is a hot take. A lot of people are going to go, what? No, 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 no. You shouldn't play that game next. But hear me out. Fallout 76. That's right. I said Fallout 76. I did not say Fallout 4. I did not say Fallout 3. I did not say Fallout 1. Fallout 76. Now, why is this? Because it runs easily on modern systems. You can play it on whatever console or PC you happen to have as long as it's a recent one. And you can play with your friends. So you are not lost in this world by yourself trying to figure it out, especially for somebody who isn't really into games or somebody who hasn't played a lot of shooters or RPGs. These games can be complex. There's a lot going on for somebody who isn't initiated with that stuff. But if you are able to jump in a world with your friends and experience the world, the stories, the crafting of your weapons, the choosing of your stats, all of those things with a helping hand in a game that is much improved over years ago when it was launched, that's the best way in. So play Fallout 76, enjoy the story, enjoy doing things with your friends, enjoy making a camp and, and going out into the world and exploring because it's a really big map and there's a lot of really cool lore in the game. And yeah, there are some things that make you go, well, does that really break the lore? Kind of like the previous conversation, but it still holds up. There's some really cool stuff you can do there. After you're done or you put Fallout 76 aside because it's never really done, 
go to the third game, Fallout 4. Again, a game that will work on most modern systems out of the box. No real problems booting it up. And sure, it's a different experience. You are playing as a specific protagonist with a specific story. But the mechanics still feel current, even though the game's definitely getting a little bit long in the tooth at this point. You can shoot things, you can use vats, you can explore the world, you can collect a bunch of stuff, and you can go experience that Fallout world in a setting that doesn't look that aged and still runs well on whatever system you're trying to run it on. That's where the rest of the games really run into a hurdle. If we move from Fallout 4 back to either 3 in New Vegas or 1 in 2, then there's problems. Not from the perspective of the games shouldn't be played or the mechanics don't hold up or the world or the setting or the lore is bad because it's absolutely not. Those are the reasons why you want to go play those games. But from the standpoint of getting the games to work at all, sometimes it's just not that easy. I would recommend next going to Fallout 3 after Fallout 4. And this is for a few reasons. Fallout 3 is the beginning of the story that plays out in Fallout 4 in some regards. They mentioned synths for the first time, what's going on with the Brotherhood of Steel. There's that world building and you can kind of see the origins of it and the, the direct line from Fallout 3 to Fallout 4 makes sense. So you get more of that. But the game doesn't work well on modern PCs. It crashes a lot. Fallout New Vegas crashes a lot. I've been through this myself. There's a lot of hurdles you have to jump through just to get the game to work on PC. If you're playing these games on console, sometimes they still crash too. You can play them on, say, Xbox because they're on Game Pass, but it doesn't mean the experience is going to be easy. Sometimes they just don't work very well because they haven't really been updated for modern systems. So that is a headache, and that is not a headache that I would recommend somebody new to the series should try to deal with. Play the ones that actually work easily first. I think that's the highest priority, even though some of the lore and stories from the older games are actually more interesting and deep and dynamic. And then that's where Fallout New Vegas comes in. After you play Fallout 3, then play Fallout New Vegas, because if you can get 3 working well, you can probably get New Vegas working well. And then you can see the depth. You get to like open up the curtain a little bit more to the early Fallout games, to the way the early games were written, to that style, to the depth and connections between all the characters. And you're really ready to consume that. So now you're stepping fully into the pool and you are starting to swim. So play Fallout New Vegas next, then go back and play one and two in that order, Fallout one and Fallout two. And again, those games are going to feel old. They're going to feel antiquated. The frame rate is going to feel bad, even though they don't look like they're pushing a whole lot of pixels. But those would be the ones that I would go to last. And then you get to see the origins of the series, the beginning of these ideas, the first time the Brotherhood is mentioned, the Enclave, Super Mutants, Death Claws, all of the core stuff that goes across the entire series. So again, that's Fallout Shelter, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 4. Those ones are easier to get into. They just work. Well, 
some of the time. <laughs> uh, follow three, New Vegas, and then one and two. And I have a feeling most people will be like, oh, that's a weird order. It's a weird order to play in. Yeah, it is a weird order to play in, especially from the perspective of how the lore plays out. If you go back and watch movies, most of the time you watch the movies in the order they came out. But you don't have to get movies to run on your PC and not crash. So that plays into it as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this and on the previous conversation. So join us on the Robots Radio Discord and have a wonderful 2024. Here's to the next year. I'll see you next week. To plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Reach out to me on Twitter at robots underscore radio. Check out the Robots Radio Rocket Club where you can join me and a bunch of our other creators creating your podcast, starting a new podcast, or helping your current podcast grow. There's more information about that on robotsradio.net as well. And you can always talk with us and the entire community, over 2,000 people on the Robots Radio Discord. Come join us. We'd love to chat with you. See you guys next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.